Thanks for tuning in to the Blessed for Success podcast. I'm your host, Tanvir Mustafa. Now, before we get into today's show, I do have an announcement to make. Um, so as of August 24th, this show will have a new name. It will have a slightly new direction, but uh, a lot of the subject matter topics will remain the same. Um, but I am sort of changing how this show is structured, uh, what the show is called, obviously, and the types of questions, the types of interviews that are that are conducted here, and the types of conversations that we have um, for you listeners. So what I would recommend is if you're listening to the show right now, whether you're on iTunes, Spotify, whichever platform, go ahead and subscribe to the show, follow the show if you're on Spotify, and that'll keep you updated when the name change happens. The logo design is staying relatively the same. It's just the name that's going to be different, so it should be you know, recognizable when you guys open up the app next time you're trying to listen to the podcast. Uh, but like I said, as of August 24th, it's going to be a different name, uh, a bit of a different show, and I'm so excited for you guys all to hear it and, and find out what, what it's all about. So again, if you're not already, please go ahead and hit subscribe, hit follow, and you'll be up to date whenever the name change does happen and when newer episodes continue to release. With that being said, let's dive into today's episode. My guest today is a former IT desk worker turned real estate investor who went from living paycheck to paycheck, barely being able to afford gas, to 36 rental properties within three years. When he started investing at age 25, he planned to retire by 55. Instead, he crushed his goal and achieved full financial independence by age 34. Now, he is teaching others the special strategies he's used to grow his real estate empire and even purchase his own piece of an island in Belize. He has become my personal real estate investing mentor, and stay tuned till the end of the episode to find out how to get exclusive access to a free webinar Sean will be hosting for beginner real estate investors. Introducing Sean Rea. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. Don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something. You're listening to the Blessed for Success podcast. Sean, Rhea, thank you so much for joining me on the Blessed for Success podcast. Uh, really great to have you here today. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. All right. Well, um, I want to start with the, the question that I always start each episode with, which is, um, what are the things that you feel most blessed for? Most blessed for? Um, so I, I find that, um, that with, uh, with this like continuous growth of, of your mindset and, and, uh, and just following this journey to success and, you know, journey, that, that everybody has, you know, on, on their growth paths, like you, you end up becoming, or you should end up becoming more grateful and you should be more aware of, of the things to be grateful for. So, uh, I, I, I found that as, as I started, uh, achieving certain goals and things that I wanted to in life, I started doing more self-reflection, which I didn't really do at all when I was younger. And, um, and with that came, you know, these, these, uh, these opportunities to, to find, you know, where, where I was grateful and I felt blessed for different things that, you know, that I guess I, I didn't really focus on, like, like, you know, just being healthy, for example, right? Being for, for, for being able to find that mindset that I have, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that I was even able to, 
to become the person that I am, to find uh, different, uh, different, you know, resources and books and things like that, that, that allowed me to grow into the person that I am. So I'm really just grateful for the people around me. I'm grateful for, for my network, for my family, my kids, like fa family is everything at, at, uh, at the end of the day, you know? And, uh, yeah, so I, I found that with self-reflection, I was able to find, you know, all of these things that I'm so grateful for, which is mostly, you know, my, my network and my family. Yeah. I love how you mentioned that, you know, actually reflecting on it and thinking about it. I try to practice gratitude in my life um, almost every day. And a lot of people think it's cheesy. You know, when I heard, when I first heard about, you know, being grateful in the morning or being grateful before you go, go to bed, I was like, this is cheesy stuff. Um, like I'm, I'm, I'm a spiritual man of sorts, but um, actually like consciously thinking about the stuff you're grateful for is so important on a daily basis and helps ground us i think and be happy no matter what position we are we're at in life and um i think one of the things you're grateful for correct me if i'm wrong is real estate um it's your passion it's what you're involved in um obviously you're you've been a great mentor to me personally and i, and I highly highly appreciate that but what i want to know is you know how did you find your passion for real estate what brought you to it yeah that's a, that's a great question um so i i've realized that for, for somebody generally to find, you know, to break through, let's say, let's use that word, for somebody to, to finally break through and, uh, and reach their goals, um, they have to go through, at least, at least I believe this, and I'm only saying this is my opinion because this is what I went through, but I, I found that going through sacrifice, going through hard times, going through all these difficult obstacles that we have in life, was what allowed me to break through. Because if I had had life given to me and very easy, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize how, how, how tough and difficult life actually was, I don't think I'd be as hungry as I am. I don't think I would have been as hungry as I am to, to achieve success and to, to prove to myself that I was able to accomplish something that I wasn't born into. So for me, I would say that it's definitely the, it's definitely the, the hurdles in life that you have to go through to be able to get you to that point where, where you can progress into, into be, being successful and becoming the best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting because um, what you talked about there, like that's your personal belief that you feel that um, you have to kind of go through something in order to have that fight within you, have that um, urge within you to, to accomplish successful things or, or be successful, whether it's wealth your family, your relationships, so on and, and, and so forth. And um, one of the questions that I like to ask often is, um, and you know what, I'll ask you here, how do you think someone can simulate rock bottom within their lives? Like, how do you think they can create that feeling within their lives if they're not really having hardship within their day-to-day -day or if they're really not going through anything? How can they maybe create that chip on their shoulder, do you think? Yeah, well, that, that's, a, that's a really good question. I've actually never been asked that question. I, I don't think I've ever even thought about that before. Um, but, um, you know, some people, some people, they just, they, they do have it easier, you know, in, in, in life than, than others. And um, for somebody to replicate, you know, struggles and, and stuff like that of, of somebody else, I, I don't think, I don't think there's an answer to just say, like, you know, there's something that you could do to replicate somebody else's hardships and, and, uh, and, and get yourself onto the, the same mindset level where somebody's like just so hungry and they have this fire in them because 
they've had such a difficult life that now they want to succeed. But to get to the point where you do switch your mindset without the sacrifice, without having those hardships, without those sacrifices, the, the number one answer is to work on your mindset. And to work on your mindset, you need to educate yourself because you can't just, you can't just one day change without understanding the process of how you need to get there. Right. So, so with real estate, with business ventures, entrepreneurship, the whole thing is a, is a journey. It's a process and you have to start somewhere. And the, the point of, of beginning this whole journey is generally with education. It's with reading books and listening to podcasts and networking and talking to other individuals who are on the same path or have already been where you want to go. So if you take away all the struggles, the sacrifice, the hardship, and we all start at the same point, the point where you start at is really just that. It's educating, networking, taking action, and doing the things that the average person will not do. The average person will not go and put in that extra work. The average person will work a nine-to-five job for the rest of their life. The average person will not work a nine-to-five job, leave their job, and go work on themselves for four or five hours every single night of the week and weekends so that they can get out of their nine-to-five job and excel and follow their dreams and do that. The average person will not do that. And so, yeah, definitely, definitely that's, that's you know, my thoughts on it. Yeah, and you know that experience more than anyone else, and um, we're gonna get into it a little bit. But I gotta say, you know, the the piece about the network is so important. Like, I actually think that's maybe one of the ways, one of the answers to that question is if you surround yourself with the right people who are achieving things that you want to achieve. I mean, as soon as I, as soon as you and I got introduced, um, kind of the level of of my. Um, research or diving into real estate has, has multiplied. And I got to thank you for that. And I want to, and I want to say this to you here because I think it's important for you to hear. Um, the reason that there's so many people out there promoting real estate and real estate training and how you and I met was because I took kind of like a training session that you were uh, providing. Um, and the reason that I went with your course over any other course was that when I messaged you beforehand, you replied and like you replied to everything I was saying. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. You don't usually get this. Like people don't usually give you the time of the day to respond. And even after I took the course, you still continue to respond and, you know, opened up and provided that opportunity for, to provide mentorship. And I just wanted you to know that, you know, that's the reason that it's so easy for us to connect. And I think that's an invaluable piece of mentorship, which is like just giving the time of day to listen and provide advice and, 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 you know, provide something in return. And I hope that one day, you know, I can uh, potentially work together uh, in the future. And that would be a great way for this all to, to kind of come first full circle. So just wanted you to know that for sure. Um, You're welcome. Yeah. That, you know what? Um, the, the, the reason that, that I am like that is because I, I see the value in, in what, what I'm able to share with, with others. And it's not about, it's not about the, the money that you make from, from teaching classes and courses and, and things like that. The, 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 the real value is really in the, the way that you're able to help other people, right? So, um, yeah, I, I, don't do, I don't do the classes or the courses or anything like that really for, for the revenue that it can generate. It's really just for seeing 
how many people can I touch? How many people can I affect where they go out and make cha- positive changes in their life? Right. Yeah. So, so that one-on-one exchange, the communication is key. It's not, it's not about selling a class. It's not about just selling the class and being done. It's about, it's about creating communication and an open channel with somebody who wants to change their life and then actually helping them do it. Yeah. No, see, that's, that's what's so awesome about what you do is you just, you're kind of like paying it forward. And you, you've talked about this in the past. Like if you had somebody mentor you in the beginning, God knows, you know, how much far ahead you might be now than you are. And you're, you're pretty far ahead. Like, um, maybe you want to say like how many rentals you have right now and, and what you've been able to do. But if you can talk a bit about that piece, about what would, what, what it would have been like to get that mentorship early on. I think, I think, uh, I think it would have been, you know, it would have been uh, very important in my growth for sure. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it would be like because I never, I never had the mentorship. I really did everything, you know, kind of, uh, kind of on my own up, up until a certain point. And um, yeah, like I, 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 I see the growth in, in others who, who have mentors and, you know, have, have had that coaching and stuff to, to kind of just, you know, accelerate their, their, their speed and in, in growing a real estate portfolio. Um, so, you know, I've seen other people achieve great things in, in very short amounts of time in a year or two years, three years, they, they completely change their lives with, uh, with investing in real estate and following certain strategies. But, um, I mean, if, if, if I did have one, I, I'm, I don't know where I would be. I might be in a totally different place. I might be a, a lot further along, but again, w- w- when we do self-reflection, I don't, I try to, uh, I try to not really ever think about where I could be. I, I self-reflect and I say, I'm grateful for what I have at this very moment. And, uh, anything that could have or would have been, isn't really something that I think about. I'm just happy for what I have right now. Yeah. That's, that's called truly feeling, feeling blessed. And that's awesome. Um, I want to get, get into a bit of your, you know, history of getting into real estate a bit more and, um, uh, you know, unpack that story. But before we get there, um, maybe like, where are you at right now in your real estate journey? How many rentals do you have? Um, what are you manage managing? What's that portfolio look like right now? Um, so we're, we're, uh, we're closing on a triplex next week. Um, that's the latest acquisition to the portfolio. Um, with that, uh, we'll have a total of 36, uh, 36 rental units. Um, and we have another four units under contract, but it's not closed on and it's not confirmed that we're actually following through. So I might have 40 units at the end of next month, but let's say I'm at 36 rental units right now. Um, and, um, it's a lot farther than I was a year ago. So, um, you know, I started, I started this journey about, about six years ago. Um, but I didn't really get into real estate investing about until 2018. Mm -hmm. 2018 is when I really, I started reading like everything there was to know about real estate. I started talking to people and listening to podcasts and, you know, doing all the, all the work that I had to do to really excel. And, um, when I had started then, so at the beginning of 2018, I had, um, I had three rental units. So from 2018 to now, that's kind of, you know, I went from three to, to where I am now. That's insane. That's insane velocity right there. 
So it's a lot of lot of growth and a lot of hard work and uh, and a lot of sacrifice. I had a conversation with somebody else um, like the, yesterday, the day before yesterday, and um, and I think it's very important for people to to understand and and realize that like to to become successful and do things that other people are not able to do, you have to work harder than everybody else around you. And you have to sacrifice and do things that other people around you would not be willing to do. And that's what separates people from the crowd, right? And there, there's no like, there's no like secret sauce. There's no like secret formula, which, which, you know, some people are so like, you were talking about other real estate courses and stuff like that. Like if anybody ever tells you that you can do exactly what you want to do and be super successful and there's like a secret code to how you can get there and it requires no hard work and no sacrifice they're lying to you <laughs> yeah they are for sure right so yeah so that at the end of the day it's just a lot of hard work a lot of hustle and uh yeah so we've, we've been able to get up to 36 rental units which uh there's a there's a mixture of a bunch of different types of uh, real estate in there so there's uh, we have airbnbs duplexes triplexes fourplexes we have a bunch of t- we have a block a couple blocks of townhouses um, and, uh, yeah, it's just kind of diversified all of that. And, uh, and then we were talking a little bit earlier, I, I've, uh, I've done a little bit of investing out in uh, the Caribbean now where I've bought, um, I've bought some land there, uh, and looking to do some development, which is, um, um, more of a, it's more of like, not as much of a, a real estate investment as it is of a, a lifestyle by design that I'm trying to create where we have opportunities to, to maybe go to the Caribbean now and, uh, and work on something that I'm passionate about, but also like enjoy a little bit of uh, what the Caribbean has to offer too. Mm-hmm. Super exciting and just incredible what you've been able to accomplish in, you know, just a few years amount of time, 2018, three rentals, and now you're at 36 going on 40. Um, it's absolutely insane, but people really need to know where you came from and where that, what that sacrifice actually was. and um, me knowing like at one point I think you were working like three jobs just to be able to to put put together the money to to make these investments can you talk a bit about you know that part of your life and and the sacrifices that you did have to make just to get to where you are today I mean you had a family and kids at that time as well just I'd love Mm -hmm. for you to get into that a bit more yeah so I um to kind of to kind of go even further back like before I even started investing in real estate um there's no there's no like uh, there, there, there was no, um, uh, I, I, I don't know what, what word I could use, but let's just say there, there to, 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 to the point where I got to I, the point where I got to where I was going to invest in real estate, which was buying my first property. Right. And it wasn't an investment property. It was literally just buying my first house, kind of like how everybody else does it, where you've saved up money and you're buying your first house and you feel proud and you feel happy because you're doing what everybody else does is you save up as much money, you work really hard and you buy your first house. And now you have a home that, you know, you can grow a family in your home and, you know, eventually create, create a life in that house. And so I didn't, I did every single thing wrong financially until I was about 25. So I I saved no money. I, I worked, you know, different jobs, this and that. Um, like realistically, I was like a C student in high school. I, uh, 
I, I went to college and uh, I didn't even finish college. Um, and I didn't really have a, a direct path of like where I'm going. I didn't know this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. I was just kind of, you know, floating. I was just going, you know, uh, on, on with my life, didn't have a direction. And then 25 hit and I was renting and, uh, and I was, I was living with, uh, with my wife who, you know, we've been together for a really long time now. Um, so nice. we, were, we, were, we were renting there in, uh, in this apartment in Hamilton. And I said, I don't want to rent anymore. I want to buy my first house. Um, so we didn't have the money. Uh, she was working a low income job. I was working as a tech support guy and uh, we, we weren't making a ton of money. So like I had to figure out how, how can I get there? And this goes back to the question about like struggle and sacrifice. Like again, we didn't have money. We didn't have anything given to us. I was raised in like, you know, a single family home, single mother. We went and shopped at food banks for groceries with food stamps. Like we did not have money. Right. So at 25, I still had no money. Um, my, my wife would sometimes give me money for, for the bus. Cause I didn't have enough money for bus tickets. Mm. Like this was like early twenties. Like, so we really, we didn't have anything. And, um, so we got to the point where I said, I, I would need to get out of the situation of renting. I want to own a house. Long story short, I, I started buying and selling sneakers. Uh, like to get to the point, I, I started buying and selling sneakers for a profit and, uh, and I saved up about $12,000 from doing that in less than a year from buying and selling shoes. Holy crap. Yeah. So that's, that's how I bought my first house. And that's, that goes back to, okay, I didn't have, I didn't have the money. I didn't have anybody who give me the money. I didn't know anybody with money. So how, how did I, how did I do it? I just did hard work and entrepreneurship, right? I figured out a way to make the money. So I bought shoes, resold the shoes and I made a profit. That profit I saved. I bought my first house. Got, go, then we got into the house. So this was, uh, this was, yeah. So when I was about 20, 25, 26, we had a new, it was a brand new build that we, that we bought. So we put the down payment down, waited like a year and a half. And it was built, uh, by the time I was like 27. So then at 27, we had our first daughter and my wife went on mat leave and I was working. I had upgraded my, my skills from a tech support to now like an IT analyst for a corporate company. Um, so I was working, you know, a salary job now instead of an hourly job. And I, I was making okay money, but not very much. And uh, we're living paycheck to paycheck. So I owned a house. My wife was on that leave. We had a child and we're paycheck to paycheck. But we have two, car two new cars that we're paying, you know, leasing. We have an, a new house that we're paying a mortgage and all the bills on. And, uh, you know, we want to go out on date nights. We want to enjoy ourselves. We want to buy, you know, clothes and we want to go on vacations. We want to do all this stuff. So we're broke. We're like living paycheck to paycheck. We're broke with what we have. And I don't know how to get out of this, but I know that what I'm doing is not right. And then I, and then I went back to like when I was a kid and I remember saying like to myself, like, I don't ever want to be in a situation where like I have to go and like shop at food banks or like where I ask my parents for money and they, they just say no, cause we don't have money. Like we just, we don't have money. We can't, you know, can't give you anything. I didn't want my kid to ha have that. And she was a baby at the time. So I said, how, how can I, how can I break this cycle? What can I do to like get out of this? And, uh, and so I started researching. I started reading some books, uh, rich dad, poor dad. I read think and grow rich, which is like mindset. Uh, I got that on the table downstairs. I got thinking grow rich, ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just started reading all those books, right? I started reading all those books and I said, okay, 
what do I need to do? And I realized I need to change my mindset. First of all, I need to change my mindset from being like somebody who's like a victim of my surroundings and how I was, how I was raised and what I was born into to, I have full control and ownership of the rest of my life. And with that, I started reading books that would guide me into investing in real estate and passive income and things like that. And, uh, and so we ended up selling our brand new house after only a year and we bought an old duplex that we, that we house hacked and we lived in. And that was the beginning of the journey. So that was at 28, uh, which would have been about six years ago. Yeah. And that's, and I mean, you talked, you said a lot there and just the amount of sacrifice that you had to go through, um, in order to ultimately purchase that, even the duplex, like I'm sure for a lot of people they they think like, okay, I have a family, like, Oh, I couldn't possibly purchase a duplex because, or, or house hack a duplex, because if I live in one unit, there's another, there's another family next spot next door, you know, it's not enough privacy, blah, 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 blah. Um, but you know, you did it and you've made it successful and now you've grown um, exponentially over years. And I think, I forget who said the quote, but um you know, I think it was Muhammad Ali who said something like, you know, suffer now and live the rest of your life a champion. Um, yes. Yeah. And, you know, that's, it's just so true when you see some people be able to take a step back and go backwards a little bit, you know, go and get in the guarded gutter for a little bit and then just propel themselves out of it because they really have no other choice. Um, and uh, I'm finding that you put yourself in, in an un- uncomfortable situation intentionally to, to ultimately grow out of it, grow out of it. Um, just out of curiosity, like this is always something that I've been, that I've wondered, and I've never been able to figure it out. How do you? How did you know whether the shoes would sell at a higher price or not? How did you, How did you ever figure that out? Yeah, so that, that's a good question. Uh, so the this is this is this is a good uh, lesson. This is a good lesson. So what I've been told and what I've learned, you know, over the last several years that I've started investing in real estate, is to always to, to always copy what somebody else is doing that is successful. Don't reinvent the wheel, right? So learn from somebody else who's already doing something that's successful. So the reason I started selling the shoes was because somebody else in Hamilton was selling these shoes and I bought them off of them. Okay. Great price. And I realized if this person can sell me these shoes at this price, there has to be profit in it. And I did research to find out what the cost of those shoes were and what the profit was on one pair. And I just put two and two together and I said, man, I don't need to give him the profit. I can buy the shoes at the cost and I'm just going to sell them and I'm going to be the competition now. Nice. Look at that. That's awesome. And yeah, I think that's it. That applies whether it's real estate or business or whatever. It's like so many, so many of us are trying to myself included, like too many times that I've tried to do things, you know, fresh, whereas you realize that so many people have achieved success with existing models. Not that you shouldn't try anything new, but I think you take existing models and you add your own little creative spin to it and your own, you know, personal brand to it. And all of a sudden it grows and it, and it builds on top of that. Um, in your real estate journey, what would you say have been the key resources or books that have really helped you take off the most? Like what for, especially for like a new investor, where would you recommend they go right now? Um, to really start on their way and, and, um, you know, get them all set to, to get going on the real, on their real estate journey. Um, so whatever city you're living in, the first thing that I would do is I would find on Facebook or the internet or Instagram, 
anything that's on social media because you can find anything on social media generally mm-hmm. i would go on to social media and i would start looking for other groups of real estate investors in your market and i would connect and reach out to them and put yourself out there and say i'm a new investor who's looking to learn and i'm looking to grow and i'm and i'm willing to put in work and time and help you with whatever you need in exchange for you helping maybe to share some of your some of your knowledge with me so that would be the first thing that i do the second thing would be to read rich dad poor dad by robert kiyosaki and cash flow quadrant by robert kiyosaki those two books are so they're so powerful they they're literally like it's literally like you read the books you're sitting in a dark room and all of a sudden somebody flipped on the switch and you see opportunities all around you that you didn't see before that's literally how those books how powerful those books are um and there's another book um i believe it's mj demarco um the millionaire fast lane mm. that's that's a great book it um it allows you or he the author allows you to differentiate what people that are working a 9 to 5 versus people who are in the fast track and becoming millionaires are doing mm-hmm. and the 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 concept is basically that most people are walking on the sidewalk when they could be driving in the fast lane mm. and he he shows you different strategies and 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 things that you can do to get yourself to be in the fast lane nice i like that i like that concept and um it's it's so interesting cuz there's there's some people who you know it's it's okay to not necessarily w- not want to be a millionaire you know that's fine i think a lot of people there's there's this pressure to to be that and i think a lot of people it's totally fine for them to um you know have the 9 to 5 every day and live through that because they're they're comfortable with that and they're they're satisfied with that which is totally fine um but like these books that you've mentioned i mean when i read rich that poor dad i think i've probably read it twice now and listened to it another two times on audible because every time i read yeah. it i pick out something new or listen to it i pick out something new and if there's one concept if i don't know if if whoever's listening hasn't read the book or not but um just the power of having assets versus liabilities like growing that asset column and like you said like when you bought the house right when you bought your first house you probably thought okay it's an asset i'm i'm buying this it's mine but really you're paying out that mortgage every month. You're paying out insurance every month. You have these cars that you're paying on insurance every single month. Those are major liabilities. Um, and people don't talk about that enough. You know, everyone's like, buy a house. It'll be an asset for years to come. Um, sure, it might appreciate a little bit or it, could, it might appreciate a lot. But at the end of the day, on a month to month basis, um, it's taking money out of your pocket rather than putting money in it. Right? Exactly. Exactly. And that, that's why... That's why um, I think Grant Cardone, I think Robert Kiyosaki, there's a lot of other very successful real estate investors who were on the same page when they say, invest where the numbers make sense and rent where you want to live, mm. right? Because you can, you can live anywhere in the world and you can rent, but you invest where the numbers make sense and you're going to get great returns on your money and your investing. And, uh, you know, that, that's, that's something that I totally agree with. Um, and, uh, and I did realize, yeah, that that first house was not actually an asset. It was, it was costing me a, a lot of money and it wasn't making me any money. It was making me no income. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's definitely when I came to that realization, I always thought growing up kind of when you buy a house, it's like, 
you know, wealth in your pocket. And then I realized complete opposite, especially when reading that book. Um, but I mean, you did this a lot for a long time. I don't know if that this is still the case. You like let me know. But um, you had a full time job as well. You know why you've been doing all of this. Um, how are you balancing the two? Like, what are you doing, especially with a family as well? Like, how are you balancing all of it, um, doing it all at the same time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, that again, it came down to sacrifice and hard work. So was it easy to work a nine to five job and then, you know, if I'm in the middle of like a reno on a on a property when I first started and I was learning, I would go to the property every day and I would do the work because I, I wanted to learn. I wanted to understand what the whole process was. I needed to know the cost. I needed to know what materials were used. I needed to know what the process for every single renovation was so that when I go into the next one, I have a better understanding and I'm not going to be taken for a ride by any contractor in the future. So in the beginning stages, it was a lot harder. It was a lot more sacrifice than it is now. In the beginning stages, I was working a nine to five. I would come home and eat dinner and then I would go to a project, let's say that I was, that was being renovated and my contractor would be at the house and I would be at the house from, let's say 7 PM at night until three in the morning, like helping them do renovations and stuff. And, you know, just helping with anything, trying to get the project moving, trying to get it done quickly so that I can get it rented out. So, so I can get uh, the property refinanced. I can get my capital working for me again into the next investment. Mm-hmm. Um, so the very beginning, let's say the first five, six, seven, eight properties was, was uh, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of hard work. And then you get to a point where you have a better understanding of the process. You have a better understanding of the costs and you're more confident in your abilities because now you've learned and you've been through the trenches, let's say. So you've done the hard work. You've, you know, you've maybe made some mistakes and you've learned from them. And now you have a better understanding going to the next project of how much it's going to cost, who you can hire to do what. And, and you are confident in your abilities to tell people like contractors that you want them to do something and you want them to do a specific way and you want it to cost this much. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think when you get to that point where you have that, that, uh, that knowledge where you're confident in your, in, in, in all aspects of the renovation and, and of the deal, you don't have to be at the property anymore. So at that point, you know, I would say maybe the last, the last, uh, let's say the last year, the last year I haven't went to any of my properties for like renovations and doing stuff like that. I basically buy a property. I tell my contractor what I want done and then I check on it when it's done and that's it. Wow. Um, so I have a lot more time now. I have a lot more time. Uh, but before it was a lot of sacrifice because I was working the nine to five and I, I, I was, I was working in my nine to five job this whole entire time. And, and to be honest, the first couple of years, like I kept it a secret. I didn't even tell people that I was investing in real estate. Nobody even knew, right? Like I wasn't talking about, it, it was just something that I did like, you know, on the side, outside of work, I was buying properties and renovating them, renting them out. I was refinancing them getting money, going, buying another one. And like, I wasn't really talking about it. Nobody really knew like what I was up to. And then, uh, yeah, within the last year and a half or, or two, um, I started, you know, sharing a little bit more about what I was doing. And I guess I was more confident in my abilities and, um, and yeah, so basically I worked my IT job up until, up until COVID hit and then COVID hit and I got laid off mm-hmm. and, um, and I haven't been working since, March, 
yeah, since, since about March, I haven't been working. So I've been just uh, actually enjoying the downtime, like not having to go to my nine to five. I've been at home with my kids and uh, we've been playing in the backyard. I taught, I taught my daughters how to ride bikes this summer. Nice. nice. Um, and just, yeah, just having a good time going to the beach and stuff and uh, just enjoying, enjoying life really. Yeah. And the only reason you can do that is because you put in all that sacrifice beforehand that now you're actually getting cash flow to, to live off of, you know, all of that, right? It's mm-hmm. even with your job gone, you can still continue to live, um, you know, comfortably and, and to be able to be at home with your daughters and stuff. And you're not really worried of, of, of the repercussions. Yes. Yeah. It's definitely changed. It's changed our family's life a hundred percent. It's, it's so incredible, man. It's just, I think about what you said earlier about you coming from, you know, going to food banks as a kid and like having that and um, going through the roughness that you did back then and having a completely different mindset and then having that shift in mindset, which is, and I'm actually reading a book that, that talks a lot about this. It's called the code of the extraordinary mind by uh, vision Lakiani. Um, but it's all about changing our belief system. We think so often that we are who we are um, because of like our childhood and everything that we were brought up within. So we take that as part of our identity. But actually, at any given point in time, we can consciously decide that that's not who we're going to be and that we're going to be, become someone else. You know, we see our parents be a certain way. So we're like, oh, that's how we're going to be as well. But we can actually change our mindset and be like, no, I want a completely different life. I want, I want this, that, and, and change what we envision. And, you know, that trans- transformative process that you're talking about is amazing. So real respect to you for that, man. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate the kind words. I, I really do. Um, the, the, the limiting belief is, uh, is the biggest downfall that we have as humans is, mm-hmm. is, is our limiting belief that we either, we have the, we have the preconceived notions that we cannot do something either because it's internal or it's external. Sometimes it's your direct family that, that are, that make you have the limiting belief It's the people around you that make you think I can't do something or I can't have something. But once you get, once you, once you've figured out that what you really believe that you can do, what you, you know, you have to believe in yourself more than anybody. You have to believe that what you want, what your, what your journey is, what your progress, what your path is, where you're going to be is going to happen. And when you believe in it so much that it doesn't matter what anybody else tells you, that you just know that it will happen, that's you getting rid of those limiting beliefs. That's you bypassing and breaking through. Right. And it takes, it takes that constant exposure to, like you said, books, um, podcasts. Um, I, I don't, this is weird, but I barely listen to music anymore. You know, I actually, it's so different. Like even when I'm working out, I don't know what it is, but listening to music versus listening to podcasts for me is a completely different experience. I feel like I'm getting a sweat in while I don't, I don't know if you listen to Tim Ferriss show, but he had an episode with Hugh Jackman the other day and I was listening to that while like hitting my heavy bag. And it was just like, mm-hmm. I learned such cool things from listening to that. Whereas when I'm listening to music, I'm not necessarily learning as much. Although I love, I love music and I love it when a good song comes around. It's just um, when I'm constantly exposing myself to that, uh, I just feel like I'm growing and I feel like intellectually I'm, 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 you know, advancing, which is exactly all what life is about. I think just advancing and, and, and moving forward. I think the best part is that you're learning from people generally on, on these audibles. You're, you're listening to the source. You're literally listening to the source of somebody who's already done 
something phenomenal. Somebody who's already changed their mindset. Somebody who's gotten rid of limiting beliefs. Somebody who's accomplished something that not the average person can accomplish. And they're telling you how to do it. It's like you're having a one-on-one, you know, it's this person's feeding information right into your brain, right into your ears. You're doing whatever. You're working out, you're rollerblading, you're, you're cooking dinner, but you're learning at the same time. It's amazing. I love it. Yeah, for sure. It's awesome. And you've been, I mean, you've been working hard. Talk a little bit about this. Cause I see you on Instagram, um, working out like almost every day and like going for long walks and, and things every day. Um, we'd love to hear more about that and that routine that you've built for yourself recently and why you're doing it. Like what's the reason for it? It has to do with, it has to do with, uh, the, this belief system, with the mindset, with, uh, with the compound effect. I read this book called the compound effect, just another great book. Um, with, with how compound effect changes your life. So um, I, I, got to, I got to the point where this would have been, let's say I'm probably like 60 days in, let's say I'm, maybe I'm like 75 days in right now. So let's say 75 days ago, I was like over 180 pounds and I'm, uh, I'm like 5'8 and 180 pounds for me is uh, like, I don't look like I'm in good shape. Um, so I was getting lazy. I was eating junk. I wasn't, I wasn't exercising at all. So I said, okay, I'm going to start today. And I'm going to do 50 days. All right, I'm just going to do 50 days. And there's no program. I just said, I'm going to do 50 days of exercise mm-hmm. every single day. I'm going, to, I'm going to commit, put in my calendar, 8.30 every single night. Um, and I put it out on social media. I even put it out on social media. And I said, I'm going, to, I'm going to work out every single night at 8.30. If anybody wants to join me, feel free to message me. And I'll send you the Zoom link, right? Yeah. If somebody join me. So I actually have somebody that works out with me every single night at 8.30. <laughs> Right. And, and so we push each other, but for me, it's more about, I'm just setting a standard for myself. So my standard for myself is every single day for 50 days, I'm going to work out. So I did the 50 days and my goal was to lose like, uh, I think it was 30 pounds. So I wanted to lose 30 pounds around, it was around 30 pounds, um, in those 50 days. So that's like crazy. Like that's like hardcore. So I didn't hit the goal but I lost, uh, I lost 20. So I lost 20 pounds in the 50 days. And I was like, okay, I'm just gonna do another 50 days. So I started, so, so I just said, okay, I'm just gonna do another 50 days and I still got 10 pounds to go. So I have 10 pounds in 50 days after. It's a lot easier now because I've already yeah. been down, right? So and, uh, I think like 20, 25 days went by. I was down like another few pounds. Um, and then I just stopped counting every single day and I kept working out. And then I realized like, man, I lost, I lost track. I, I don't know. I don't know how many days I'm into the 50 days. So I just said, okay, well, like how strong am I? How, how strong am I in, in, in regards to mindset? I'm like, is it a big deal for me to just say, you know what, let's just start over and we'll do a hundred days now. Like, mm-hmm. Let's just do that. So I just committed to another hundred days. So I'm just going to do a workout every single day for a hundred days and I'll just see where I'm at in a hundred days. But I think I only have like eight pounds to lose in a hundred days now, but I'm still going to work out every single day for a hundred days because it's the, it's, it's not the eight pounds anymore. I don't care about the weight. It's just the fact that I'm committing myself to getting somewhere and doing something consistently every day, uh, which comes to real estate, success, and that whole mindset then, because to become successful in real estate entrepreneurship business, you need to commit yourself to something and do it every single day. And when you do that, you see the results. So I'm just using the same strategy for exercise every day. That's really awesome. And it's just like you've built the routine out of itself. Like you lost track of the days, right? And you're like, man, I just kept doing it. And you're, you're creating these personal challenges. And I think, mm-hmm. and the, the, a key point that I think you made that might've flown by or flown over a lot of people's heads is that, you know, there's no particular program. You just committed to doing 
doing something. And mm-hmm. I think it happens a lot in fitness. It happens a lot, whether in business, you know, there's a certain regime or like a certain, um, sorry, regimen or a certain routine that people try to stick with or like a certain program, like you mentioned, but then they realize that they don't like, like the program or it doesn't work for them. And then they give up on it, but then they don't get, they don't try something else, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just doing something every day, uh, I think there's another book out there, a lot of books today, but something about the butterfly effect, whereas, um, you know, you do one small little thing and it builds up over time and there's like a domino effect where it, where it builds into something huge. And that's mm-hmm. what happened for you really, whether it's real estate, fitness, um, if, and it comes, it starts with a change in mindset and hopefully, uh, there, we've talked about a lot of books here that people can reference to, um, people can listen to podcasts. It's just about making that conscious decision that I want something different from my life and I want my, my life to do live, move in a direction of, of what my dream life is. And, you know, with that, uh, I'll, I'll cap this off with how I end every episode, but I'll change it a little bit. Um, I always ask, you know, what does success mean to you um, moving forward? But I also want to know, like, added on to that, like, what's your dream life? You know, what's the goal here, Sean? Tell us about it. Yeah. So um, if you follow me on social media, I posted a video yesterday of my seven-year-old daughter. And I asked her why I... I asked her, so, so, so I wanted to, I wanted to share this because it kind of answers your question, which is what is, what is the goal? What is my definition of success? Right? So my seven-year-old daughter was in the car and she was asking about real estate. And I said, let me record this, Mia. I'm like, I I want you to, I want you to talk exactly what you're telling me right now, but I'm going to record you. And so I asked her, I said, uh, what, what is, uh, what is like our duplex or triplex or fourplex? And she told me, and she explained it. She said, a duplex is two families, two, two units in a property that generates income. What's a fourplex? It's the same thing, but there's four families or four people living in it. So, okay. Why do we buy real estate? And my seven-year-old says to invest. And I said, well, why do we invest? And she says, well, to make money. Right. And then this is the most important question. I said, why do we need money? Or what is money? I think I think the question was, why do we, what is money? Not why do we need money? It's what is money? And she says, it's a tool. And I said, what is it a tool for? She says, to buy time. Exactly. Right? That's exactly what it is. So, so, so to me, success is that I have the time to do what I want to do with my family. Wise words from a seven-year-old, man. That's... That's phenomenal. And I've actually never thought of it like that. I never, ever thought of it like that, where it's like, it's so true that that money buys time and gives us the freedom to kind of explore life the way that we want it and live life the way we want it. And um, I mean, how satisfying must it be for you, for your daughter to have learned that lesson from everything that you're doing? How crazy is that experience? I'm so proud of her. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's incredible, man. Your your entire journey is amazing. Um, I'm so glad that I've been able to find you as a mentor of mine, and um, excited to just continue this relationship moving forward. Where can people find you on social media? Um, where can they find you online? Um, so, I'm pretty I'm pretty active on Instagram and Facebook, and it's just first name dot last name. It's Sean S H A W N last name's Rea R E A. Um, and I have a website. It's Sean. It's my name. dot com. Um, 
you can reach you can reach out to me through the website or through social media. I per, I, I honestly like social media, so if you reach out to me through social media. I'm I'm happy to uh, you know to start a start communication dialogue with anybody. Love it, and I appreciate you know you being open to to to, to that and communicating with people who message you and, and try to pick your brain. And this recording has been awesome. This podcast, I've really enjoyed this one today, and um, always enjoy chatting up with you. So appreciate you being on the show, Sean. It's been it's been awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Have a great day. Sweet. I hope you all enjoyed that episode with Sean Rea. If you're still here listening to this, thank you so much. It really means a lot to me that, you know, you made it to the end of the episode um, and I hope you got tons of value from it. As I mentioned at the beginning, uh, we are providing you with exclusive access to a free webinar that Sean will be hosting soon for beginners getting into real estate investing. And it's not perfect. My website is not perfect and this not has this hasn't been publicly announced, but I'm telling it to you guys because you're my podcast listeners and I love you all. Go to tanvirmustafa.com. There's a there's a slot there for you to enter your email and subscribe, and I'll send you updates on the webinar when that when it's going to come out and uh, when you'll be able to attend to again learn some of those beginner real estate investing tips. So again, that's tanvirmustafa.com. T-A-N-V-E-E-R-M-O-S-T-A-F-A dot com and don't worry i won't spam you i'll just send you updates on the webinar and keep you up to date on future episodes and things that i've got going on with the podcast again thank you so much for listening to today's episode and we'll see you on the next one